When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Dave Schrader, Mike Bellina, Andy Brant Bernard, Tim Dennis. In the darkest of black suits, Ralph W. Basher, MD, the Hackmaster. He's still bragging about his suit again. Uh-huh. He's always bragging about his suit. I get to dress up. Big shot. Get to. We will be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Due to the billions of of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. God, who wrote those great lyrics? The Moon Glows. Hey, Santa Claus. Hey, Santa Claus. Hey, Santa Claus. That's really good. One hell of a job. What is a, a K-pop superstar? Korean pop. Oh, just K-pop? Yes. It's very, very, very popular. I it don't is. really know why, but it Are is. those the peculiar, like the, the girls who can't even really sing, but they're just, they look like little anime characters? Yes. Yes, that's K-pop. Like Yoko Ono? Uh, no. 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 Not like, that bad. Very attractive, very... And I, I don't. I, that sounds creepy. But they're like doll-like looking little girls yeah. that that go up and sing, and they're not even that particularly good. But they have kind of that boy band look to them, where they're synced and they're. What's with the hands? I'm trying to figure <laughs> out how weirdo? to explain yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, I got a little Italian in me. Uh, but it was. Uh, it, it's weird. And then, but the thing is, it's all these girls are like what, ten to thirteen years old. No, the they're K-pop? much older than that. They oh, just, really? They, they just, just portray look, the... They look, they dress and look... But the fan base... Sailor Moonish. Yes. yes. Yeah, exactly. but, but the fan base is all like... 
crazy uh, guys our age and horrible oh, yeah. yeah yeah like yeah. 38 to 50 some year old but it's and you said it was very popular but where uh, well, in America for sure, but pretty much everywhere. That's nasty. In America, yeah, yeah. We have a weird fascination among with, weebs, uh, Asian children-y-looking characters. It's bizarre. Yeah. What's uh, the movie that's on Netflix that surrounds that culture? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I can't remember it's, it either. Uh, there's a movie that you can watch on Netflix that that talks all about that culture. Oh, really? Yeah, it's a documentary. Guys yeah. are like fervent. They're like like watching little girls at a Beatles concert. The way these men react, it's oh, just man. disturbing. A K-pop superstar in South Korea whose bandmates said loved music more than anyone died Monday in what appears to be a suicide. Police say Jong Hyun, full name Kim Jong Hyun. That's a said, shame. Yeah, Kim Jong Hyun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're close enough, Kim Jong Un. Uh, said to be in his late 20s, was found unconscious in a Seoul residence uh, hotel, taken to a hospital where he was pronounced dead. While police haven't confirmed the death of the lead singer of Shin E. Yeah, I don't know if it's supposed to be pronounced Shiny or Shin E. Sh- because they do that Shin-E. random capitalization thing because it looks cool to them. Oh, but it so might not mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. They just capitalize some of the words. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, they say it was a suicide. Jan Hop reports that uh, investigators discovered incinerated coal briquettes in a frying pan. In Kim's room, uh, suggesting he died from inhaling the carbon monoxide that's emitted mm-hmm. when coal is burned. Police ended up there after his sister called 911, worried Kim might be killing himself based on texts he'd sent her. This is my last farewell, one of the texts reportedly said. Another, please let me go. Tell me I did well. Worried that he might be killing himself when yeah. he texts her, I'm going to kill myself I'm going now. to kill myself. You know, he might be killing himself if we don't watch out. Um, in any case, a close friend of Kim's posted on Instagram what she says was his suicide note. She says Kim's family was okay with her doing so. I'm broken from the inside, Kim wrote. The depression that has slowly nibbled me away has now devoured me and I couldn't overcome it. No one alive is more tormented nor weaker than myself. It's exactly what you were talking about earlier, Dave. Mm-hmm. This guy took it the other way. No one's more tortured or tormented than I am. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it sucks, but it's, it's kind of a odd thing to say. I guess they indeed. don't teach about the uh, Holocaust too much in Korea. Yeah, well, that's probably true. Although he did say no one alive. How many Holocaust victims are there left? There can't be that many. Oh, there's still quite a few, actually. Yeah. They're in their 90s. Not well, even. not even their 90s. You, well, so they were kids, kids, right? Yeah. They were little kids, yeah. so they're in 70s. their 70s, yeah. mid-70s. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, they were little kids. Uh, in any case, why did I choose that? The AP reports South Korea has one of the highest suicide rates in the world. Mm-hmm. The Guardian adds his note uh, underscores the pressures of being a young en- entertainer in South Korea. Police say Kim's family doesn't want an autopsy. His management company notes the family wants his funeral to be held as quietly as possible. I feel like coal inhal- coal out gas inhalation would be a horrible way to go. I would think I don't so. Know. Yeah, I'd, I've never, you know. Oh, but it might be just carbon monoxide. It might have been charcoal. I mean, there's a lot. Of, it could have been just carbon monoxide. I wonder maybe the fact that it was in a pan and not on fire made it just outgas monoxide instead of also a whole bunch of other toxic crap that burns your lungs. Yeah. Well, I, I think the word coal shouldn't be taken literally. I think it's a figurative word because when people refer to coal as charcoal or processed kind of stuff. I, yeah, I, I, I just right. wonder. You never know, I guess. Yeah. You have a caller, Andy? Wendy. Hello. Wendy. Oh, yes, uh, my, Wendy. my daughter really likes the uh, K-pop and the J-pop. Oh, I yeah. figured. K-pop and Japanese pop. Yeah, Andy knew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's um, And she actually texted me about this, like, when she found out about it. And I said, uh, so what's your take on it? She says that they don't have a lot of psychologists in Korea. Yeah, there you go. Well, it's, well, in some cultures, I mean, I know that it, in some cultures, it is uh, it's shameful to go and get help with your mental health. It's shameful. It's shameful. Like I know, like in um, I used to know some Greek people, and they said that it's in Greece. You know, if you're a psychiatrist, you're poor because you keep your you keep your business within your family. So you can't uh, just go and talk to other people about maybe straightening 
out some thinking that might not be I mean, can you imagine being yeah. alcoholic and not being able to once you've let's say stopped drinking, not being able to talk to somebody about that? Yeah. And well, surprise, surprise, there's a lot of alcoholism in Japan. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well they consider it to be like sharing your failings. Yeah. And you don't want other people to right. know that you have failings. Well even Oh, I'm in radio, so that's impossible. Not, <laughs> not, I totally understand that. Not even just good. the failing thing, it's also uh they're like, I'm being a bother. I don't want to bother anyone with that kind of thing. Which exactly. is, I understand that mentality. I'd bother up a storm. Yeah, I'm bothering everyone. People try to stay uh, as invisible as possible in Asian culture. Or is it Yeah. My, my daughter keeps telling me she doesn't want to bother me with this and that. I said, you feel free to bother me with everything you need to. I mean, that's cool. It takes a lot to really bother, bother me. Otherwise, it's like, no, tell me whatever you feel you need to get off your chest. And so that's the way we do it, and that's the way it seems to work, and she's happier because of it. Well, that's a good thing. What do you got over there, Tim? Tokyo Dolls is the name of the J-pop documentary on Netflix. Oh, Tokyo Dolls. Yeah, Yeah, I was trying to reference, yeah. Is is there any C-pop? No, I don't. No, not really. No, K and J. There's one group that she showed me the video of, and it's really weird because there's like 50 people in it. Ralph just wanted to know if it was like the woman who puts the black guy into the uh, washing machine and he comes out Asian. Oh. No. I no, cannot. But I'm sorry. Have you seen that? No. Oh, you got to see this. It, yeah. It's a real commercial. There's an Asian woman, and this was shot in China, uh, an Asian woman who has a black boyfriend, and they're lovers, obviously, except she grabs him and puts him in the, in the washing machine, and he comes out clean and Asian. Well, there was just that commercial that was in the United oh, States recently where they were doing some soap and the black woman washed her face and she was yes. white after that. It or was, changed your shirt, I think. Oh, yeah, no, that was that misrepresented was by the media. The laundry one is hilarious because, you know, this tiny little woman is like throwing this guy in the laundry. And right. the, the look on her face when he comes out is just, she's got this big grin, this big smile of, look what I did on her face. And yeah, it's I know. like, yeah, wow, but, that's... That's probably offensive well, the, the, to a lot of people. I don't think so. Yeah, we're probably. all going to agree that that was that, that's an anatomically inconsistent reaction. <laughs> yeah, it really. Oh, is. Well, I mean, I suppose technically, if you could develop a substance that dissolves melanin, you could turn black people white. Well, that's what Michael Jackson did, isn't it? That's pretty much what a vitiligo does. Yeah, is it makes, does it makes your yeah. skin unable to produce melanin. Right. So yeah, that's, yeah that there you go. They, you could weird. develop that if you really wanted. Well, there's, yeah, a, there's a lot of things that I found, you know, from kind of, I keep an eye on because my daughter loves anime and manga. And so I kind of keep an eye on, you know, the stuff. She, like, sends me stuff. Hey, look at this. Hey, look at this. Um, people in marketing in Asian countries really don't know what the word racist means. No, no, that's very not true. Not even a little. They and have no not, idea. They don't care. They, they don't worry about offending anybody. No, no there was care. just one of the shows, I think it was just a couple of years ago, one of the, the uh, black characters in the cartoon was drawn very much like the 1930s Warner Brothers with the big lips oh, and the big, almost yeah. looks like it's blackface yep. yep. character and it was in an Asian uh, cartoon show so mm-hmm. every, everything else looked Sailor Moonish, but the, the black representation looked very uh, well you do have to wonder if that's just one of those weird things like Mr. Popo in Dragon Ball Z who looks yeah. like that, but he's not... Mr. A... Popo in yep. Dragon Mr. Popo. His skin is pitch black, and he has big lips, but he's also not a human, and he's got a bunch of other, you know, weirdnesses to him. But to someone who doesn't know, you know, that he's supposed to be a weird alien, he would look like blackface. Right. So yeah. you never know if it's a cultural difference or they're actually doing it, or maybe it's both. It's hard to say. Well, I think that a lot of things, they don't... They say that they get a lot of influences from Western culture, but they don't get all of them. No. I mean, it's like they don't see all of the Internet. I mean, I have a friend in the Philippines, and every once in a while I get asked questions about, uh, you know, what, uh, how we handle certain things culturally and Mm -hmm. what it means to us, and it's like... Oh, good. Okay, good. So. Well, they really do propagate the sexuality of young girls. Oh, they God. do. Yeah. Yes. Like I Japan. Mean, that's crazy. that's one of Japan's biggest failings, I think. But that's leaked over now. I have I have daughters, and when I go to look for a good costume for my girls for Halloween, it's even the imagery of the little girls dressed up 
they look slutty in the way oh, they have God. them posed on these packages, and you're like, what are you doing? Not good. It, they know exactly what they're doing. They're prepping them for the big girl version of the yep. costume. And that's yeah, but as a parent, true. I mean, what parents looking at this? And I've, I've seen girls dressed like that. And the parents are like, oh, this was so cute. And I'm like, there what? There are plenty of parents who are like, oh, well, that's what she wants. And, so. what, and it's the same thing in, in some of the... Uh, the beauty competitions, the yep. pageant kind of system, yeah. or the dance competition. It's the same kind of thing where they put these girls out, like uh, John Bonet. Right. The same kind of thing that she's put it. She was put out there as this sort of uh, dress like that. It's and some, for for a long time, probably for the first ten years of my daughter's life, I made her Halloween costumes. And, you know, we never enforced, like, oh, don't you want to be, like, sexy little this or that? It's like, no, she wanted to be a Care Bear one year. And it's when they didn't have Care Bear costumes out. So we bought a bear costume. We walked around the fabric store with her bear, found the exact color polar fleece. And we sewed the bear costume with the Care Bear right next to us. So her costume was identical to her Care Bear. You know, it was Yeah, unfortunately, so most people don't, don't do that anymore. They don't know the, the old skills of... Making a costume are not uh, very proficient. I don't yeah, know. There's if, a lot of people can't cook either, and that amazes yeah, me because I cook all the time. I don't know if I agree with that because I was I was in Joanne Fabrics looking for some little pads for the bottom of some equipment in mm-hmm. the office, and there were a lot of women in there buying fabric, and a lot of women buying multiple kinds of fabric to sew. And so that craft and that skill set is that still is, there. But ma- the homemade costumes just aren't. Yeah, I, I my daughter. I'm at these parties, and these kids are not wearing homemade costumes. Well, it's because it's easy. Yeah, right? you know what I mean. It's it's easy and expensive. If you really want to look special, I mean, you don't even have to know how to sew. There's a lot of no sew costumes and easy patterns out there, and you just you know let the kid pick what they want to be. Because I think some parents, as creepy as this sounds, I think some parents purposely buy their kids these little sexy costumes, and it's like that's gross. Mm. Well. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's what's cool in middle school right now is the very, very short shorts and that kind of thing. When I was in high school back in 85, we had to do, uh, for a marketing class, they wanted us to find a picture, uh, some kind of marketing, and explain why they utilize this picture. And I I was having a hard time, and I'm like, everybody's doing the same kind of stuff. And I'm at home, and all of a sudden I find this picture. I'm like, holy crap. I end up bringing this picture, and I wrote this dissertation. I got an A on. It was a pudding cup. It was like Hunt's pudding, like the snack Mm -hmm. packs. And it's this little girl, and she's got the vanilla uh, pudding on her finger, and she's got it up to her lips, and she's looking up. And she's like, she looks like she's about six years old, and it goes, mmm, tastes like somebody loves me. Oh, that's and it, gross. they were playing up the sexuality of this picture so much. And I, I looked at it, and I'm like, I wrote this. My teacher was offended. I mean, everybody in the class, not at my writing, but they're like, I didn't even, you don't even realize this stuff is out there. And that was back in 84, 85. Yeah. And yeah, it's that evil, subtle, undertone marketing. It's like, oh, gross. And I thought, you know, you understood because they'd always have the beautiful women by the car. Or whenever yeah. they show, you're trying to get the rich guy attention, you know, if you want to get this market. You know, even when you watch all the infomercials, right? Come on in real estate market, and it's always the guy surrounded by beautiful women. And you understand they're selling the sexuality of, of power and money. But oh, when, you start, when you start going to the children and you've got them selling things... And they're using it as a sexual marketing tool. I just, mm-hmm. I'm boggled by the fact that, that that even made it past anybody that had brains yeah. to, to think I, that I was totally okay. Under, I totally understand your struggle with, like, you know, finding appropriate clothes and costumes for your daughter because, man, I've been there. Mine's 20 now, and I totally understand what you're going through, and it was not fun. No. All right, we got to take a break here. Wendy, have a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. You too. You guys have a good time. We'll have a great time, and thanks for all your support all these years, Wendy. No problem. Thanks, guys. Bye. We'll be Bye. back. Tom Bernard Show. Pillow is the holiday gift that keeps on giving. Long after the bath and body soaps have washed down the drain and the new treadmill has been turned into a clothes rack, your Pillow gift will be guaranteeing your friends and family a great night's sleep. Buy one Pillow and get one free online with my code KQRS. Or call my special offer number at 800-694-2056. Buy one, get one at MyPillow.com, keyword KQRS. Or call 800-694-2056. 
This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Sorry, Jimmy Durante did it better. Yeah, angry. The snowman. Thousands in China turned out for the event. Now, you have to pay attention to that part. Thousands in China turned out for the event, which had been publicized on social media four days prior. As people talked and smoked in the stadium in Lufeng in southern Guangdong province, The Guardian reports that 10 people were sentenced to death and then were killed. Sufficient. They sentenced them to death and then executed all ten of them immediately. <laughs> like, holy God. Mainland China is a horrible place. Thanks for letting me fight back anyway. Seven <laughs> had committed drug-related crimes, arrested. How stupid are you to yeah. try to deal drugs in China? Yeah, especially like where they are, which is like heavily communist. Oh, God, yes. Yeah, yeah but it's good business because you don't have much competition. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Nobody else would do it. <laughs> Seven had committed drug-related crimes. The rest had convictions related to murder and robbery. There were among a dozen people who were transported to the stadium in police vans whose sirens were activated, reports the South China Morning Post. The fates of two of the 12 were not given. It wasn't the first open-air sentencing hearing in Lufeng in recent days. The Morning Post Reports five people were sentenced and immediately executed in 2015. So they sentence them and just kill them. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it. So it's like Judge Dredd. Effective. Judge I bet Dredd, that keeps yeah. people from wanting to do that too much. I wouldn't want to do any of it. Like, go to China, for one yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> if I, I go no to China, interest. I'm going to Hong Kong and never leaving. This whole thing is is a bit out of the you know 16th century. It really of is public beheadings. It's this spectacle. Well, that's where, where they're doing this in England. But that's still, where a lot of places in China are. They're still in the 16th century, basically. I mean, they're all they're they're rice farmers who don't even really have money. They trade for what they need. Is it true, by the way, when you're beheaded, your eyes and mouth still move for a few seconds? Yeah, the head remains alive for, I think, well, what yeah. they say it was like 12 or 15 seconds. As long as it's got, you know, blood in there, so you'd still be conscious for hey, a couple seconds. Hey, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, but the shock to your brainstem is pretty the shock. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's if know. you um, stay conscious after the shock, which is not likely. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a pretty bad closed head injury. I mean, I... Uh, I would imagine. It's a pretty bad injury. Beheaded is a pretty bad injury. (laughs) So how how did they execute? Did they hang him? Was it a hanging thing? Shot, I think. Uh, I think they were shot. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't really say how they were executed. Didn't they title? put to death. Uh, No, it did not. No, it did not. They just sentenced him to death, and then they put him to death. I'm sure they were shot. Jesus. You know, they do that. So that public execution, the beheadings ending in Saudi Arabia, they're big on that, too. By the way, Amnesty International reports the U.S. put 20 people to death in 2016, the lowest number since 1991. See? 90s. Horrible. Yeah, horrible. It's true. Liu Feng, let's see. Um, there, I'm, I'm trying to see where. There it is, 2011. Uh, there were protests about the Communist Party stealing their land. And then, you know, a bunch of people died. Yeah, yeah people, people are going to die every time. You know, it's so, going to happen. Yeah, the Communist Party still has a lot of control in a lot of places in China, and they're all very, very crappy. Dave, you brought this up earlier, and then I looked uh, down, and there was a picture of Jean Benet Ramsey. Well, yeah, Rolf had mentioned with the, the pageants. You know, Tim and I, we travel all over the United States going to haunted locations, right? 
And everybody always asks, what's the creepiest thing you've ever seen? So Tim and I are out at uh, the, the Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. And this, we have our, our gathering of our people. And in walks this kind of dirty-looking, old, homelessy-looking guy. Mm-hmm. Stinks to the high heaven. <laughs> comes walking over. You have a black suit on? <laughs> yeah. Black suit. Black suit. Black uh, suit yeah. Claimed to be a, a hack master. I don't know. But he comes in, and he goes, Who, who's running the event? So they point him to me, and he comes over, and he goes, I want to I show you some pictures. I'm like, okay. Oh. So he starts showing Uh-oh. me pictures. He starts showing me pictures of um, ghosts that he's taken around the, uh, the Stanley Hotel. I'm like, oh, this is great. Mm. And he's pungent. He's just pungent and i'm like okay great and i look at him because you can't stop smelling right and i go all right i gotta go i gotta get my talk and he goes well can i come in i go no this is for paid attendees only so he he leaves as soon as he leaves this guy comes walking up to tim and i and he goes um what did that guy want and i said oh he took some pictures here he thought were ghost pictures and wanted us to to take a look at him and he goes was that all he showed you i said yeah why and he and guy pulls out and he's a badge he's an undercover boulder police officer who happened to be attending our event oh. he goes you just met our number one suspect in the john benet ramsey murder uh-huh. really i go what he goes go look out there he's got a white paneled van with the windows painted <laughs> inside the van are pictures of john benet ramsey everywhere oh and i'm like oh that's just terrifying so why can't you do something about it and he goes because we don't have enough evidence at this right, point but right. that's what i was hoping he'd show you well the next time we're out at the stanley we're getting ready to do a talk stanley and we're at the uh we're in the concert hall area and the sound, sound equipment's acting up so i'm trying to fill time and people again what's the scariest thing and i go actually it happened here and i start to tell that story and um as i tell that story in the back row he yep. stands up Oh! He had snuck into our event, and oh he just God. glares at me, turns and walks out, and I silently, I just start pointing, and I'm mouthing, and I go, he's right there. He's right there. And everybody starts laughing <laughs> like that. And yeah. I go, no, turn around. And oh. they turn around, and you could the whole place goes, <gasps> as he walks out the door, and the door's shut. And then there are three ladies in the front row that are all, like, what, five feet tall tops. About that. Adorable yeah. little blonde women. And they're like... That creepy son of a gun was chasing us, not chasing us, following us around downtown, mm. going in and out of stores. And he would, like, stand right next to us everywhere we went. And I tell him the story. Well, he had already been with two of our other paranormal investigators, yeah. and he did this. Flips open his computer. He goes, oh, I want to show you something. And it's a picture of John Benet Ramsey's house. And there's this milky white fog on the deck. And he goes, this is John Benet's ghost. Up here is her room. Over here is where she used to play. And he starts pointing out in the picture of the house all of these bits. So that was what we needed because that then the police had a reason to, to pull him over and check him out. So we called the cops immediately. They stopped him down the hill and ended up taking, taking him out and keeping him away from coming back to our event. But that was truly one of the creepiest moments. And to just see this guy stand up in the back of the hall yeah. and make eye contact mm-hmm. with me. I get an email, I don't know, what was it, two weeks later? Yeah, about that. Yep. And all it says was, I know who you are and where you live, too. Yeah. Oh, God. And I'm like, what does this mean? Who is this from? So I had to report that to the FBI. And yeah. they had to report all that stuff back. And it was just one of the weirdest moments I've ever, ever encountered. So when where was the convention? Cre- that was at the uh, Stanley Hotel in Estes Park, Colorado. In Estes Park, Colorado, okay. So, You've been uh, back since? Uh, yeah, we've been oh, back yeah, a few times, times, but he yeah. has not. And we had security watching for him in the white panel van. And his whole deal was, uh, this is public property. I can be here. I said, no, we own the Stanley Hotel while we're here because literally we rent the entire property. The whole thing, yeah. So that we have control over who's on our property at that time. So right. they, they had to have him removed two or three times, you know, when he was trying to get close. So what a bizarre, bizarre story. There was a guy like that one time. I was over at the Harmar Theater over in St. Paul. And I can't even remember what the hell the movie was that we were seeing. But the guy that just, just just what you described, exactly the same. He walks up and gives me a card, and he gives a card to about three, four other people. And he leaves, and I didn't look at it, and I watched the movie. And I, after the movie, I looked at the card, and it's Christ hanging on a cross. And it said, I am Jesus. I was persecuted. That's all I can say for now. Uh. What? Okay. Whatever. You know what? It was the movie, The Entity. Oh, sure. Barbara Hershey. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the 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 first uh, naked woman I ever saw. Yeah, there you go. Not a bad naked woman to see. No. Um, (laughs) Except for in that scene. That was brutal. 
we are in uh, line to buy tickets at the Harmar Theater, and the guy, two people in front of me says, I would like a ticket for the Anidity. <laughs> Anidity, <laughs> yes. And then the guy right in front of me said, I need one for the N-Titty. <laughs> so the Anidity, the N-Titty, well, the Anity. Tim There'd took be. me over to Har- Harmar in uh, the late... Uh, 80s, early 90s to go see Boys uh, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood, yeah. yeah. And that was a colorful, colorful audience that day. I loved the Harmar oh, yeah. Theater back in the day. <laughs> Tim goes, we're going to go see this movie, but we got to go to Harmar. I'm like, why? He goes, it's going to be fun. It's so gonna- we went in. <laughs> I was like, what am I here for? And it was amazing to watch this. Uh, but that was like right around when the shootings were taking place at all the malls because yeah. of the movie. And I'm like, Tim. What are we doing here? Did they? But it was uh, great. Did they talk back to the screen? Oh, the whole time. Oh, that's I Tim, love that. That's what Tim was uh, telling me. That and Rambo, I saw in Los Angeles. Oh yeah, the last Rambo movie. Yeah, the one where it's, uh, and I saw it in there, and it, like I said, it was one of the f- most fun experiences because these people popped up like um, uh, uh, whack-a-mole. Yeah, whack-a-mole, like the <laughs> prairie dogs. They jump up and start yelling at the screen. Oh, yeah. You better kick his ass, Rambo. Oh, yeah. Boom, sit down. Oh, get out the gun. Put away the knife. And, they t- and it was just throughout the entire oh, movie. Yeah. I've never enjoyed a movie more than I did that. And just because the audience made it. It was like Rocky Horror Picture Show. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. Is that the one we went to? He went to Afghanistan or something? No, that was Rambo 3. Oh, God, This is the one where he's horrible. like in Cambodia and he's just kind of retired and he's, he's a snake grabber for these snake handlers. You mean First Blood or Rambo? No, no, no. This uh, is the, the last one. It, the was, fourth it was just called oh, Rambo. Oh, the, uh, the reboot. Uh, I think no, it was a, a reboot. It was it was the fourth. No, it wasn't a reboot. It's the continuation of his story, and yeah. it's played by Stallone. Well, then why the hell would they call it Rambo? Because just like they called his last movie Rocky Balboa, it was just yeah. his final movie. Yeah. Yeah. And See, it was it was this, this going out, but they made the villains so horrific. Like they were raping children, they were raping women, <laughs> oh, so that when he finally unleashes... And there's this this amazing scene at the end where they they're strafing the the people trying to run away on the beach, and the guy's driving the jeep, and all of a sudden you see Rambo slowly just stand up behind the gunner, and he breaks the gunner's neck, and then grabs the fifty caliber machine gun and tips it to the front seat, and the guy turns around, looks up, and just boom, and blood splatters everywhere. <laughs> that audience exploded for the next twenty minutes of I carnage. Can see that. The cheers and and screams of pure unadulterated joy. I've, it, was, it was like being at a Beatles concert. Oh, they it was lo- amazing. That's it, how I grew up, and I absolutely love it when people talk back to the screen. I just <laughs> love it. I got to tell you another awkward uh, story relating to a movie theater. It was earlier this year. I was on a date, and uh, movie co- movies over, and I'm waiting for my date, and I'm by the ticket counter, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it was a you know young African American girl who was working the counter, and these people kept coming up, and it was white white and uh maybe one black person and the movie that everybody wanted to see that night was i am not your negro but they wouldn't say it they're like they come up and they're uh, like uh i'd like a ticket for i am not your you know like so it's just like because it was so awkward the exchange to be like and the girl i I mean finally there was a break in the action i'm still waiting for my date and i'm like wow that's pretty awkward you get that a lot and she's like all the time all the time what movie was it when he goes, Negro, that's all you had to say? <laughs> what movie was that? Oh. It was Samuel L. Jackson, I think. I cannot, I can't remember what movie that was. As time points out, it's been a banner year for hacks, from Equifax's totally avoidable breach to Yahoo's eventual admission that all three billion accounts were compromised. Oof. Splash Data ran an analysis of some 5 million leaked passwords to come up with its list of the 100 most used and therefore worst <laughs> passwords of the year. It's always 1, 2, 3, 4 in password. It is. Lifehacker reports that Splash Data projects, uh, projects excuse me, that 1 in 10 computer users have used at least the passwords on the list. Um, it says at least of the passwords on the list. Mm-hmm. At least what? At least one of. I would imagine one I, of. Yeah. There's a lot of words missing in the stories yeah. today. Uh, many are frequent offenders and will come as no surprise. The top five is, as you might expect, one, two, three, four, five, six, password, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, QWERTY, because of the keyboard. Yep. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, but some that make the list are seemingly more random or quirky. They have flagged 20 of them and note their rank on the list. I, I my favorite was still Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell. Yep. Your password is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I 
I love that. So his password was incorrect. <laughs> Every time you enter something wrong, it tells you what it really is. Some of these don't make any sense no. at all. Thunder Ginger Pass War without a D. Oh, sure. Leave it that one up. <laughs> Dallas, Jessica, Cookie, Banana, Merlin, Tigger, Sunshine, <laughs> your top ten of the worst. Cheese, Ferrari, Buster, Harley, Trust No One, Freedom Dragon, Star Wars, Monkey, and Let Maine. Why would Let Maine be the worst? Let me in. Oh, it's Let Me In. <laughs> well, let, let Me, me In. I'm like, Sounds like a Japanese order, doesn't it? Yeah, I'll take a bowl of the Let Me In. That's my favorite Chinese dish, is that yeah. Let Me In. Let Me In, man. <laughs> pretty good. So Let Me well, In. Let is me. that a movie? I have to yes. wonder. Well, Let Me In, because I have the password. That's what they're saying. Oh, I see. I have let to wonder if some of these, like, you know, uh, Ginger being 19, if it's, like, just some guy who registered a bunch of bot accounts with the same password oh, yeah, or something. Maybe. Because... Why would ginger be that common of a password? That's true. Redheads? Yeah. I get, well, like how about your cookie mom. or banana or Merlin? 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 We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. My pillow is the holiday gift that keeps on giving. Long after the bath and body soaps have washed down the drain and the new treadmill has been turned into a clothes rack, your MyPillow gift will be guaranteeing your friends and family a great night's sleep. Buy one MyPillow and get one free online with my code KQRS or call my special offer number at 800-694-2056. Buy one, get one at MyPillow.com, keyword KQRS, or call 800-694-2056. What did we learn? One of the biggest selling singles of all time. This song was. This was? Yep, in America. Well, before J-pop, think about music in Japan. Yeah. Basically well, all ancient Shinto the, music, and that's really yeah. the choice you had. Kiyu Sakamoto did that song, and then Andy depressed the hell out of me by telling me the facts. Mm, what is, what so he's he saying? Did yeah. Sukiyaki, and what he's actually mm -hmm. saying in it, his name is Kiyu Sakamoto, and he got killed in a plane crash at, what, like 36 years old? Oh, yeah, he died in the same plane crash as uh, What's-His-Face, the Buddy Holly guy. Named Buddy Holly. What Buddy Holly guy? <laughs> I think it was Buddy Holly. No, Buddy Holly died in a light plane crash. Yeah, yeah. in the 1950s. Kiyu Sakamoto was not or, on the plane with 60? Big Bopper. Are you talking about Glenn Miller? Glenn Miller, they never did find out where his no. plane crashed. That's coming up, uh, I think it's Friday's anniversary. Of when it, his oh, plane yeah. disappeared over the English Channel, right? Yep. Kiyu Sakamoto died in Japan 1, I think. Here it is. It's not easy to find him online. What, Kyu Sakamoto? Why not? <laughs> Q Sakamoto. I would think there would be very few of those entered in. Well, it was Japan Airlines Flight 123. Yep, it was. Oh, yeah. We talked about that where they, the plane had somehow the back door was broken and they didn't fix it properly. Yeah, yeah. it just opened. It tails, yeah. it, they had a yeah, tail, the tail strike, yeah. didn't fix the tail strike properly, so when they were in the air, the tail fell off. That's yeah. not good news. Do you remember like, when we were going crazy. to Eastern State Penitentiary and we're, we're at the airport and there's this band and they're getting on and I go, oh, you guys are a band? They're like, yeah. And I go, what do you guys play? He goes, we're a Leonard Skinner cover band. I go, I think oh. I'll wait here and he starts <laughs> laughing. And how about the album that came out? It was the cover design was already in place. Well, streets they were all on the, fire. The yep. flames, yeah. 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 Nasty. So Kiyo Sakamoto, that song sold 11 million copies, and that was back in the 50s. So for 11 million people to buy that, it's like everybody in America owned a copy of that song. It was a huge... And what's it about again? He's walking down the street feeling badly or something? Uh, he's got his chin up because... Uh, 
He wants to keep the tears from falling out of his eyes. Falling out of his eyes. Sounds he very but he's on his way to the gallows, isn't that right? No, it's about... It, he made it as um, vague as he could, so it could be about any sort of, you know, oh. lost love or, you know, lost something. Well, he did, had a hell of a pocket full of cash until he got killed because a tail fell off the airplane. That even outsold White Christmas? I thought that was no, the number Christmas, one. No, White Christmas, I think, is the number one selling yeah. single of all time. Wow. Okay, well, was 43, like not 37. 20 million copies yeah, or something. Yeah, that's a, uh, Tons of copies. You know who's genius is uh, you get bands like the Beatles, and you get bands that piss people off, and they'll destroy all the albums. Yeah. And then everybody goes, yeah, I kind of like the Beatles. And they go out and rebuy all the albums again. Them. That happened in, what, 1968? Yeah. 68, yeah. I think it was. When he made the Jesus comment, and more the, popular the world than lost Jesus. their mind. He did it on purpose. How they don't know that was marketing. Right. Well, and then... Then do you think that they started playing that up with the uh, Paul is Dead stuff as a marketing oh, tool yeah. to get people to go back and buy all the albums, start looking for those exactly. clues again? That was an amazing marketing Oh, technique. it was. The, the whole Beatles thing, that story about how it happened, when it happened, how it changed the economy of Western Europe. I mean, all of it. Uh, the Beatles meet, uh, or yeah, it was called With the Beatles when it came out, but it was Meet the Beatles in America came out on the very day JFK was assassinated. So that's quite the uh, quite the coincidence. There's great joy and great sadness on the same day. Right. It's Life is interesting. Let me put it that way. Yeah, but there's a couple of bands like that that, that pissed off the world and all the albums were destroyed, oh, yeah. and then all of a yep. sudden now everybody's rebuying. That's got to be like this weird resurgence of, it does happen. of cash flow coming Except in. Except for uh, Sinead O'Connor. No one's, yeah. no one's buying those. Oh, oh that, did not bounce back. I saw her talking again about a month ago. It's oh god, is she depressing? Do you think she has like schizophrenia or yes. something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, no wasn't doubt. she? I thought they diagnosed. Well, she was like in a hotel suite a couple yeah. months ago, threatening suicide. Yes. Oh, did right? yeah, she finally exactly. get diagnosed with something? Oh yeah, because yeah, she, it's been pretty I, clear to me that she's been mentally ill for a long time. I'll go on Saturday Night Live, and instead of be funny, I'll tear the Pope in half. Oh, she changed her name legally. Now it's Magda Davit. Magda Davit? Yeah. Sure. What does that mean? God damn it. In <laughs> Irish or something? Uh, that's a good question. I have no idea what Magda Davit would even mean. I yeah. thought it was a fine wine you served at Christmas. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> the Magda David, David. Magda yeah, Davit. Yeah, you know. yeah, that's it. Oh, that's French. Oh, the French champagne. <laughs> Stocks are settling at more record highs as the Republican tax plan works its way through Congress. Banks, retailers, and small company stocks, which would all reap outside benefits, outsized benefits from corporate tax cuts, rose more than 12, uh, the rest of the market on Monday. Wells Fargo rose 1.8%, Home Depot climbed 1.2%, Snyder's Lance, which makes pretzels. Oh, I love Snyder's pretzels are plenty good. Oh, yeah. Other snack foods rose seven percent after agreeing to be acquired by Campbell Soup. The you know isn't there just one woman left now? She's the only heir of the Campbell Soup Corporation. I thought Campbell's sold off to another corporation years ago, though, right? I don't know. Did they? I know there's only one or two people left in the Mars family that made Mars bars. Right, M M&M and M Mars. M M&M and M Mars, yeah. Hmm. And she's one of the few living heirs of that. She's doing pretty well. She's a billionaire. Hmm. Let me put it that way. So uh, the Dow Jones yesterday settled at twenty four seven ninety two, and I know Molina, you keep track of it. So oh, where is it today? It was down a tick. It's only down about sixteen points right now. Sixteen points. That's it. Yep. Are they, they going to? So is it tonight after uh, after working hours? They're going to announce this tax plan that's going to screw everybody over. I hope people don't think. I again, allegedly. I hope they don't really think that all the wealthy are getting the tax break. No, it's corporations that are getting the tax break, the, not wealthy people. The wealthy. I don't know how people think that the wealthy don't pay a lot of taxes when you can just look that information up. I know they, they well, pay it's a because, lot. Because it's because enough people have made comments publicly saying that the wealthy don't. Yeah, yeah and people right. don't do actual research. No, they, they see don't. it as right. a they see it as a highlighted sentence on uh, Facebook or, or Twitter. And that is the the gathering of knowledge. That's true. And they use terms that are nonspecific, like right. fair share. Yeah, fair mm-hmm. share. And fair what share. is that? Well, I don't know what that is. Can I bring the room down for two seconds? How is it the Fed 
uh, announced a, a, an interest rate hike. Was it last week? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and and the the stock market's still going like gangbusters. It was only like point fifteen percent. Yeah, it was real small, was, but still, it, was it seems like no every time you do that, housing sales just stop. I really am. That's what I'm. That's my great fear of this tax plan is it will destroy the housing industry. Yeah. Because if you can't write off your property taxes, well, right, right. this is going to destroy the rental. Oh, rent! It's going to destroy the rental programs. Right. I just this. I don't know what this is going to do to America, but it's this is not a good tax plan for anybody. Why is it going to destroy the rental programs? Uh, Wasn't it? I'm trying to remember the the breakdown on it now. Tim, you might be better at this, or or, uh, Tom, but I thought it was something about the tax implications, and now you're not as protected for having rental properties. The renters, we're fine. We'll be great, but it's the the people that own the properties own the property, are going to be yeah. taxed through the hilt. Oh, well, so, they, that, so then the rents go up, right? But that, that can start to of, affect. Well, yeah, but that pressures people out of rentals into residential. It's interesting because CNBC says it's poised to benefit rental landlords. Hmm. Well, I thought it was only commercial rental, and that was the corporate part of the, uh, yeah. the plan. Yeah, you you can never. Trust no one any knows site. anything. Yeah, right. Because I've read look. the articles it's that were true. saying how it's breaking, it'll right. break down yeah. renters for for homeowner renters and such. But yeah, it's a different because side. of property taxes. That's they a can't problem. We can't find tax. a story that actually knows what they're yeah. talking about and can break it down for you. I'd have to read the bill, but that takes a long time with all the horrible legalese that you have to read through. Good thing you're going to be flying. Right? We'll give you some time. On <laughs> yeah, print that. Print the entire thing out and just read it. Five hundred twenty-two pages. Top tax rate goes from, what, 39.6 to 37. But the problem is that you can't write off your state taxes. You can't write off more than $10,000 of, uh, what is it, what is it, the cap now, $750,000? I think that's what it is now. Yeah. Something like that. They just took away a ton of, of write-offs. So even though the tax rate's going down, you can't write off. Your write-offs are gone, so you'll actually be paying more than you did when you were at 30, 39.6. Deductions for state, local, and property is capped at 10000 That's really not good for the housing industry. Alimony is no longer deductible. What? Hmm. You well, just have to people, hand it over and nobody pays taxes Yeah, but on how many it? people are actually still pl- paying alimony in 2017? Yeah, that I don't know. I have no that, idea. I, right, that does. They, they call it spousal maintenance, and yeah. it's usually like a short window to give the person a chance to get back on their feet for like six months to two or three years. If I ever said to Catherine I was giving her spousal maintenance, she'd kick me right in the seeds. <laughs> I can promise you that. I'm maintaining you, spouse. Yeah, she'd really take. She'd handle that really, really well. Yeah, the judge would get it too. <laughs> a lot of people yeah. are perfectly happy receiving the money and being called whatever you want to call them. Oh, it's that's. I shouldn't say it's hilarious because it's really unfortunate, but John Lastman got divorced about a month ago, and now everything he talks about is, yeah, it was a lot better than 30 days ago, I'll tell you that. Yeah, things were better back then when I actually had some money. <laughs> I think maybe you got popped a little bit on your spousal maintenance. Mm. Well, the, you know, the, the laws are, are really crazy for that. If Oh, um, they are, yeah. When I, when I was going through with my uh, divorce, <clears throat> they looked at the fact that, well, she's been a stay-at-home mom all these years. Yeah. And you really should take care. And I said she was stay-at-home because she didn't like to work. And she would go and cry to me every day, sobbing about how she couldn't take the pressure. Right. So I said, fine, stay home with the kids. And I worked 14-hour shifts. Right. Well, yeah, you're going to have to pay her for that now because she had to stay home. I'm like, (laughs) she got rewarded. She didn't have to go out and work. I had to work more hours and i'm not saying it's easy being a mom and staying home and cooking and, right and cleaning and doing all this but it was like the as a man the the attorneys on both sides at one point said well there is kind of this pun it's, it's kind of like a punishment clause for allowing her to stay home and take care of the kids that amazes me i'm like wow isn't that the idea right you want to be able to be able to support your family so that you can raise your children not strangers well and now when it comes to this i get penalized because yeah i did the best I could for my kids. That woman on uh, Fuller House, they brought that back. Yeah. And she got divorced between Full House and Fuller House. Right. But now she went from making like forty-eight grand a year to six hundred grand a year. He dragged her into court, and the judge said, absolutely, you have to pay more spousal support. That's insane. Isn't that unbelievable? They already set, set the tone of how much she had to pay, and he dragged her back into court because she's making, you know... Well, wasn't there a few of the uh, sports figures that retired? Uh, uh, Ryan Sandberg from the Cubs. For the Cubs, still, yeah. yeah. I think he retired because his wife was cheating on him 
with one of the other players, if I recall correctly, something along those lines, and he re- he retired so she couldn't get his money anymore, right. the chunk of his money. And I think Garth Brooks did the same thing when he that stepped away right. and, and yeah. got divorced. He stepped away from performing for all those years, but then they kind of levied against him anyway, saying, but we know you have the potential to make this much money. Oh, there's just a potential? So you yeah. can oh, be God. charged on the potential. Because if you're quitting to not have to pay anymore, they go, well, we know that you're, Ralph, we know that you're still a, a capable uh, doctor and you can do these surgeries. If you like not to, you're still a capable doctor. Well, I'm trying to be polite. You're, you're being kind. It's, all, it's the holiday season. And I appreciate that. It's the holiday season. You saw I flinched a little when I said capable. Right? Yeah, yeah. Your altruism underwhelms me. If you're not <laughs> really a capable does. doctor, we know you can do the mortician thing on the side. That's right. Because yeah, you already got the outfit, yeah. everything's yeah. good to go. There's no doubt. Yeah, I don't know what that the whole situation is with uh, the tax plan. It's going to be interesting to see what comes of it because it uh, doesn't look to me like it benefits any workers. It just benefits corporations. Yeah, you well, know, like they double, Trump Corporation. They doubled yeah. the standard de- deduction. So for yeah, a lot of people, from they went from six thousand to twelve thousand. That's 000, a pretty yeah. that's a pretty big tax break. But on the other side, is that then because they're they're benefiting the corporations? Is that going to bring more? business back to that's the United States, yeah, that's why which will then influx more money and more jobs. So is so. there is that equilibrium Who put back in? Oh, None Dave, these. they're hmm? doubling the uh, child tax credit. Oh, so there you go. See, double. Time to pump out oh, another oh, one. Maybe it's not <laughs> such a bad idea. Oh, wait a minute. That's 11 grand right away. We can <laughs> pod the, just pad the... Uh, Oh, did you ever find out what PUD means? What Christmas PUD means, Andy? PUD is like some sort of weird uh, it's dessert. Gelatinous. Yeah, it's, it's the pudding. It's, it's their version. No, it's, it's not gelatinous. It's 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 almost more like semi-fluid. A, it's it's more like a <laughs> almost God. like a fruit cake, but made entirely out of like fruit and sugar, that kind of thing. Why is it called PUD? Because the British don't know words. Okay, do you guys know what PUD used to mean when oh, I was oh, a kid? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. yeah. There you go. Right. Christmas PUD. Ah, it, God, it looks horrible. It does. It looks horrible. <laughs> yeah. Look at that. A British oh, semi fluid. It's Merry like lava Christmas. cake. It's like a lava cake, except instead of chocolate, it's made out of like just pud. I'll it's, stick it's with made my spotted dick. Compressed fruit. <laughs> exa- it's, yeah, it's spotted dick. Mm-hmm. Have you ever it's had true. spotted dick? I have not. You should try it. All right. It's really good in your mouth. It'll just come <laughs> a good combination. It's like a pudding with raisins. It sounds horrible. It looks nasty and gelatinous, well, but it's really good. Well, Welsh rarebit. Same thing. Tell them the same story. Oh, is it? Similar. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. We will talk to you tomorrow. Well, the boys will talk to you tomorrow. I will not be here because of the legal things. And But I'll be back on Thursday and Friday to say Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. Tom Bernard Show.